is totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dax, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. And I'm a... Oh, wait, was that... Oh, that no, that was just the... You're recording. <laughs> Somebody trying to come in? Oh, wait, we're just recording now. There's okay. edit number one. <laughs> Sorry, I've got my music on. I'm going to turn my music off. I've been listening to... Um, so I decided to watch King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword again tonight because I fucking love that movie. <laughs> and the soundtrack is amazing. And it's probably my favorite Guy Ritchie movie ever. And I want to use it in my Dungeons and Dragons games. So I was listening to the soundtrack as I was pre preparing for recording this evening. But hi, guys. This is Geek Parenting Podcast. I've had some rum tonight because it was a very rough day at work. <laughs> And I needed some rum. And some Charlie Hum-a-num-a-num-a-num-a-num. Hum-a-num-a-num-a-num. hum That's his name. Charlie hum a num a num a num because... That's the rum. I know who you're talking about. Oh, I do. I do. Okay, see, then that's all that matters. But I am Dr. Sarah, and I am one of your hosts of Geek Parenting Podcasts, and I've got two wonderful ladies here with me tonight, and hopefully one of the gentlemen's or multiples of the gentlemen. Maybe two. Maybe two gentlemen will be joining us tonight, but right now it's just the ladies. And on my podcast left, I've got Mrs. Sheena. Tell us where we can find you. I am on the Twitters at Big to the Red. That's B I G T O, and then I am on Instagram at B I G Number Two the Red. Also, uh, one of the contributing authors on Big Shiny Robot on as Sheena Van Cott, and then of you'll find me here hopefully yeah hopefully. and you went camping and posted a whole shit ton of beautiful pictures that i'm jealous I did. Of. yeah it was, was it was it actually kind of started a little bit of a nightmare i oh. bought we bought a tent that day like that morning um and it turned out after we got to the campground which was about two hours from salt lake um set up the tent and then come to find out that it needed to you had to purchase the canopy that it was supposed to come oh, with like separate so oh, no. and like the nearest walmart which is where we bought the tent it was like an hour Two and a half away. yeah like an hour and a half away in well so we went to heber first and they didn't have anything so like all their camping stuff was like picked clean so we had to drive even further and go into park city and then there they had the, the canopy, but it was another, like, $71. Oh, and by the, time, no. by the time we got there, guys, we left the campground at, like, 8.30 at night. Oh, no. And we got to the Walmart at, like, I, I think it was, like, 11 or something. And Would a tarp have worked? I mean, no, because you have to have, like, the metal to oh, physically hold the tent up. Sure. And so... We had to buy it no matter what, but I went up to their manager at the at, at the register and I was just like, is there any way you can help me out, man? Like, I it's late and I need to put my kids to bed and they're at, back at the campground with my other friend and I'm like, give me a deal. It's like, I'm not trying to take this out on you, but I'm pissed that this tent didn't come with like everything it needed to be put together, you know? And so the guy gave it to me for like 40 bucks. And, I get it. But we didn't get back to the campground till one in the morning. Jesus. It was... 
it was the most frustrating thing I think I've experienced in a long time. But it did yeah. end up being a really good trip overall. That's so. good. Yeah. And Miss Jocelyn on my podcast, right? Where can we find you? Uh, Twitter at Joss Chris, J O C E C H R I S. And I also do another podcast, the world's greatest comic book podcast with the Defenestrate Media Network. And that one drops on Tuesdays. So I have a story. I went to Lagoon on Sunday with Lily. Yeah. And we decided to get a locker at Laguna Beach. Well, Laguna Beach reached capacity and they wouldn't let us back in to get our locker and i'm like i've got a fucking six-year-old with adhd and dmdd i'm like you motherfuckers better let me back in to get my locker and they're like you gotta talk to our manager i'm like please just like you can walk me to our locker and walk me back out i swear to god i am not gonna stay in here just let me get my stuff so we can go home that's right yeah Lindy was like yeah just go ahead i'm like thank you and then i walked out i was like thank you stick up my back i'm leaving bye See? Isn't it like like a requirement you have to use the locker now? Like it's like you well, have to, I mean, it's we, not an option. We had a bigger bag because we were doing both Laguna Beach and the parks. So what what I had done earlier in the morning is we had got a, an, a locker for an hour at Bombara because Lily loves that roller coaster and I just shoved everything in that. But uh-huh. after an hour, she, went, she was ready to go to Laguna Beach. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, we'll just get a locker for the rest of the day. Cause I'm like, she's going to spend the whole day here. Like she's like psyched and she wants to spend the whole day. Four hours later, she's like, I'm ready to go home, mom. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get her stuff. And like, oh, we're at capacity. We're not letting anybody, you have to go in that line. I'm like, I'm just, I just need to get my stuff out of my locker. And they're like, no, you need to go get that line. I'm like, That's okay, Lily. I'm like, Lily, you wait in this line. And thankfully there was a family there who was like, yeah, she can, I'll watch her. They're like, we'll watch her, you know? So I went and talked to the manager. I was like, I just need to get my shit and go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, you can walk me to the locker and walk me back out. I don't care. I just need to get my shit. So they let us. They let they let me go in and get it. And I grabbed her and be like, hey, Lily, I got, my, I got the stuff. Let's go. That's so. so crazy. I mean, even when the bar, like, hits capacity, if there's someone that needs to close out a tab or something, we'll let them in. I mean, it's not right? like going to break the building. Well, funny they, when, I, when I walked up to the, to the kid at first at the entrance, they're like, well, people tell us that all the time, and they just go in. I'm like, well, that's I'm true. Here, like, like I'm, and I told the kid, I was like, you can walk me over to the locker. I'll get my shit, and you can walk me back out. And he's like, no, you need to talk to the manager. I'm like, that's fucking stupid, though. That's where I was like, to... yeah. I was like, fine. I'll talk to you, manager. Your manager let me in with no, sh- no problem. So, no, Whatever. but I get what they're saying, though, because we get people all the time that'll be like, oh, I just need to go in and close my tab, and they'll go in and like buy more drinks, and then, yeah, yeah. you know, like, well, that's the problem. I, I, really understand it. I was like, if somebody had just told me that at the beginning, if I had known that if they had gone to capacity, that they weren't, weren't going to let people in just to get shit out of their lockers, I would have gotten a locker outside. Yep. Yeah. Laguna Beach, yeah. you know? So, lesson learned. If you're going to Lagoon and you're planning on going to Laguna Beach, put your swimsuits on before you go in. Beforehand. Put your lockers outside. You're set. Yeah. But uh, Lily ended up riding Bombara eight times by herself in a row. <laughs> I haven't been to Lagoon and I haven't been in like a hot minute. It's been a long time. We have season passes and I hadn't been in years. I still haven't been on Cannibal. <laughs> I still haven't been on Cannibal. But anyway, since I'm a little tipsy because I've been drinking rum, let's talk about Spider-Man for a hot minute. Yes. 
What do you guys think of Spider-Man Far From Home? General. Um, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I adored it. Yes, very much so. I I I hate loved Jake Gyllenhaal. I was like, I love. Are him. we are we being spoilery? We were being spoilery. Yeah, because like okay. Mike, Mike said, he didn't care, and like, yeah. what is it? When did it come out? Like three. It's been weeks out. Ago. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a, two I, weeks ago. I, I think any of the diehards would have. I mean, here's the deal. Like, if you're if you don't want a spoiler, now is a good time to pause exactly. the hey. episode. Pause <laughs> the episode. Go watch Spider Man. Go and then watch Spider Man. Then listen. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So. It felt like a good palate cleanser for Endgame for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yes. I yes. bawled still. Yep. Same. Uh, especially post loss of Jimmy Martin and his Iron Man camp- comparison and watching what what Peter was going through. And like, I, I feel this kid's pain, you know? Yep. yep. Yeah. He had somebody who he admired and loved and who mentored him, who is gone. And now he he feels like he has just to fill. Yeah. And then where he was in New York and he was like with Aunt May and he's like, no, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I I can't be here. I got to go. And and it almost felt like, you know, that that moment in Iron Man 3 where he is in the the restaurant with Rhodey and the kids come up. It yeah. felt like that PTSD moment for me. Where he was like, I can't deal with this. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And he took off and he saw the big mural of Iron Man. And you could just see the pain that he was in. Yeah. So it was kind of painful I, and I cried. I think, unfortunately, that's how the next con is going to be for us. Like where, you know, Jimmy won't be there and it's going to be weird. And yeah, I think we're all going to feel that a little bit. I think we all will. Um, but overall, I felt the movie was, it was perfect for kind of this closure to Endgame and this closure to this first 10 years of this wonderful Marvel arc that we've had. Yep. Um, Freaking happy, man. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I always love him. I'm not going to, like, I'm, I'm a right? fan. I'm a fan of his. Every time he's in a movie, I'm just like, yay. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's so good, and he uh-huh. was he was so good as, like, he knew what Peter was going through because I think he kind of felt that same, like, loss. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so for him to kind of step in as the mentor for, for, for Spider-Man and for Peter, it felt real. Yeah, well, but how awesome, oh, yeah. too, were, like, those, those shots of when he was tinkering with the suit and making mm-hmm. a suit and you see happy, they're just kind of staring at him like, well, there's the future Iron Man, you know, mm-hmm. like the next Iron Man. And it's just like, oh. and then he plays the ACDC song. And, and then he puts like, the music oh, on. I love Leonard Skinner. That was actually the moment that got me kind of like, I had little teary up moments, but that was the moment where I actually like started bawling in that movie. Was it back in black that started playing? Yeah, black, right? I think so. I yeah, think I think so. so. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I leaned over to Ella and I whispered, "This is funny because it's a, it's not Led Zeppelin, it's ACDC." It's AC- yeah, <laughs> and she just Did looked it? at me like I was crazy. Like, I don't understand what you're saying, Mama. <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think about the story as a whole, in terms of, and I'm thinking Ned and MJ, 
and all of the kind of things that that developed in this this movie. You go ahead, Joss. I really, I honestly adored the fact that it had so many throwbacks to the Iron Man franchise Mm -hmm. as a whole. I mean, the whole, you know, the whole group of villains were disgruntled Stark workers who were just pissed at Tony. I was like, holy, holy. (laughs) Which which is pretty, it's a pretty perfect way to kind of send him off just because even, I mean, that is something that was one of his the biggest things he was ashamed of and always because his father had you know done so many things that were a little embarrassing for him and he'd always spent his entire career essentially trying to make up for that trying to not not follow in his father's shoes right and and of course sometimes he would come up a little bit short in that regard Mm -hmm. i think and well, and, then, oh, yeah. and this is a prime example. This whole right? movie was a prime example of how how his own technology was now kind of being used against him in well, a way that. And it was interesting because Barf. Barf, as yeah. We learned was Jake Gyllenhaal's character's. Yeah. Creation. His invention. Yep. Yeah. And Tony Stark basically took that. Yeah. Which I, I yeah. mean, I go into this idea of how much how much of Jake Gyllenhaal's character's story is actually real? Yeah. You know, how much is it him saying this is what happened versus how much of what actually happened? I've kind of been taking that stance as... I want to go back and rewatch stuff now because sometimes they have such a flawless way of doing this. Like, I want to see if the actor who they kind of have being his, what do you call it, like his... The one that he holds the droids' guns up to, mm-hmm. the bald guy. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's in the first movie. Is he? Okay, he so is. that's what yeah. I'm like. I want to go back and rewatch. I was talking yeah. to I was talking to Rich Bonaducci about that today at work. I was like, I kind of want to go back and and see how much it lines up. And I I would hope that they would because yeah. when they don't play the same you know people, it's just kind of like why? No, it's the same guy. Because I went back nice. like I came back that night and I was like, I need to see this, and I put it in Iron Man when I was like. <laughs> yeah, it is and I just totally spaced it otherwise I would have totally looked well, it up I mean, no, well, would have. you wouldn't even thought like yeah, there's yeah. going to be a throwback but right? and I was going to say on that note it is it's so poetic how they how they shot all of that mm-hmm. and, and I kind of wish that there was more flashback type mm-hmm. stuff where you know they had previous employees or something yeah. what, like where you would have been able to see those old throwbacks to the movies but mm-hmm. unfortunately these were probably a lot of new characters that they just kind of wrote into that timeline but but it was kind of genius how they did all yeah. of that do you think tony meant edith to be for peter probably not initially i think he was kind of waiting for do you think, I think he was waiting for Peter to realize that it was meant for him? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I do. I think Tony had a soft spot for Peter hundred oh, percent. Yeah, and I was gonna say maybe even it took him having to lose Peter to realize the like the magnitude of what he actually like how yeah. important he really oh, was. Yeah. I don't to the I team. don't think yeah. Tony developed that. Mm-hmm. My idea, my my head canon is that Tony, after Endgame, when he realized that they could do the time loop thing, I don't think he developed Edith until after he realized they could get Peter back. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think he he. But then, what was the timeline as far as uh, Gyllenhaal's character? 
creating everything. So that's kind of what I would I would need to see because that seemed like a flashback in itself when he goes in and presents Edith. But I don't know if that's. I, I think you're right, and, and I also movie. like was did did Mysterial blip? Did he, did he you know? Blip, yeah. Did he blip, or was he there the whole time right. to develop this? True. Uh, yeah, that's a good like, question. These are, these are questions I have now. <laughs> it's like, what? Why? Also, let's talk for a minute about the end credit scenes. Because the movie is kind of <laughs> standard. It's a standard Spider-Man movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk yeah. about the end credit scenes. The first end credit scene, how much did you guys freak out when you saw that cameo? Because I was fucking, yes! <laughs> first they're, they're great characters. Has yes. The only person who should ever play J. Jenner Jameson, Mr. J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. Rising his oh. role. It was perfect. Oh, yes. It was, it was pretty phenomenal. Yep. But they were actually a couple of my favorite characters from uh, Captain Marvel. I, I really loved. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that, too. I love um, I'm confused. I have questions. Uh, so let's think back to that moment in, I think, I believe it was Age of Ultron, where Nick Fury cut his sandwich diagonally. <laughs> yes. And then let's think to Captain Marvel, where he talks about how he can't cut his toast diagonally. diagonally. So, spoiler people, has Talos, 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 Talos been Nick Fury since before Ultron, or is this just, are they just fucking with us? I think it's, I think it's possible that it's a, a new, I mean, he seemed pretty in the know otherwise, and I don't think he would have been mm -hmm. as in, I mean, he could have been filled in, but I don't think he would have been as in the know. So the question is, because Talos, the Talos Nick Fury also says, I saw you at the funeral. Has Talos, was Talos Nick Fury when the snap happened? Oh. Mm. Were, was that Talos and his wife as Maria Hill and Nick Fury at the snap? Well, the... Um, I don't think so. No. I, I don't I, think so. When I was thinking, wasn't he off-planet when the snap happened? Talos? Talos, yeah. Talos was supposedly off with Captain Marvel finding a new home after Captain Marvel. Oh, right, and that would have been set. Right. In a time. So, did Nick Fury just need a break after Endgame, and he was out in space, or was he always out in space? Or I think Nick Fury needed a break and was out on vacation. Okay. And I think the diagonal toast versus sandwich thing, honestly, my gut feeling tells me that that is just a continuity error that they didn't think about that he cut his sandwich in half diagonally, and then they made it so he couldn't cut his toast diagonally. I don't know. Although the argument could be made that there's a difference between a sandwich and a toast. There, that 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 is an argument that I've heard made. But, but Marvel is so good, Jocelyn. Would they let they, that go? Would they let yeah, that? Yeah, but I could see that slipping. I could see that being a slip. I don't know. I don't know. I have questions. How the fuck did Nick Fury end up in space post blip? Have questions and Talos like he he flat oh here comes Tui. He flat out said, "I saw you at the funeral." Hi, Tui. Hi, Tui. 
We're still talking about Spider-Man. Hi. Hi. Mm. We're talking oh. Spooderman. Spider-Man? Spoilers? Spider Spoiler alert. A little bit of spoiling. We are Uncle Ben died. We are talking about the end credit scenes, so. Uh, I, I, um, the, the only spoilers of things I really care about are, like, Star Wars and, well, Game of Thrones now, and that's done, and that's over. Yeah, let's not talk about so, that, though. Let's not talk about Game of Thrones. Right. I have been to see But, uh, continue. Just pretend I'm, like, I'm not here. I'm going to make these nachos while you guys... Spoilers well, I mean, we're, we're kind of done. We talked about, I mean, we talked about the spoilers, right? Oh, but I, but yeah, but I did want to ask uh, before we kind of move on from that. Uh, okay. How did you guys feel? Because I'm, I'm kind of a huge Jake Gyllenhaal fan. So I wanted mm -hmm. to know how everybody felt about how he did. I think he did. did he, like, did he seem out of place? Did he seem like he fit in? How do you feel that he did? I felt like he fit in. I've never been a huge Gyllenhaal fan, I'm going to be honest. Boo. But. Oh, no, he's but, phenomenal. But. Um, so I'm going to be honest. I watched, I watched Zodiac again after I got home. And I was like, oh, he's good. And he's with Mark Ruffalo and. Robert Downey mm. Jr. in that movie, so yeah, I, I felt like he fit in. I felt like he fit as as a villain. I mean, I think everyone going to this movie knew. Well, maybe most people going. What? He's a villain. Drew is a villain. Why? I, I, could, I could see a lot of people, unfortunately, kind of making jokes to the fact that this is like the. The upgraded Bubble Boy outfit, or something like it's his, <laughs> it's his new version of the Bubble Boy outfit. And that was like about that. That that was my my probably one of my favorite movies of his. Like when I was growing up, just Bubble Boy. It was no, the best I, thing. I felt like he fit in, and I felt like he did yeah. very well, and I felt like he fit that role. Yes, he did. Um, the scene where he and Peter went to the bar, and then it kind of did that that morph into what was actually going on mm -hmm. he was so good it like, was probably honestly like the he played he 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 played unstable very well probably almost a little bit too well he was both stable and unstable very well well i mean yeah that's, that's yeah, right yeah. for sure yeah because he was playing so cool there in the beginning right and then and if you go to the end credit scene where he's like spider-man Spider-Man killed me, and sorry, can you dig on the same in the end credits scene? That's okay. I don't care. With J.P. Simmons playing J. Jonah Jameson. Yep. It was no, there really isn't anybody better to play that character. No, I mean, we can't, like, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, absolutely. Forever and ever. Yes, yes, yes. That that scene where he's like blaming Spider-Man for his death, even though he caused it himself, and Spider-Man's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it and I really love the chemistry that that Tom Holland and Zendaya have. I think that oh, they're they're just oh, phenomenal together. Zendaya is a phenomenal actress. Oh, yes, she is. She is. She really is. I've been watching. I've been watching that really fucked up show she's in. And it's like giving me nightmares. Wait, which show is which? Show? Uh, Euphoria. Oh. Yeah, that that 
fuck is that is fucking with me. That's a topic for another day. And I don't want to leave it. She's a really good actress. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah, they're all when great. She and she just runs out of the tower. And I'm like, oh, I fucking love you, girl. <laughs> like, I want to be you. Well, I even like my daughter really loves that Casey undercover that she's in, and so I already like that's where I knew her from originally. But yeah. I haven't checked out anything aside from Spider-Man, and as far as watch, uh, watch Euphoria, and um, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and we can, we can have we can, we can have therapy. Afterward, it is such a show. It's one second. Is it, is it something just? Oh, it's on HBO. It's on HBO, yeah. I don't have cable. I, I've been thinking about getting the HBO streaming, but I just haven't had. Oh, share my login. I haven't had. Oh yeah, I'm down for that. We'll have to talk about that later. So, Tui, I have a question. I have an How answer. Taika Waititi taking on Thor four. Obviously. I mean, like, <laughs> duh. Of course. Who, el- who else is, is going to direct it? What? Exactly. what? Nobody else it- could direct it. No, uh, I'm, I'm elated. I have, I have been following. I, I feel like I might be Taika's number one fan. Um, I, I've been following his career since his first short film uh, made it into Sundance. Um, so I'm gonna I still haven't yeah. watched what we do in the shadows because I don't have cable. I I haven't um, watched the the TV series. Uh, we watched the pilot because it was free, mm-hmm. and then um, I or I'm just so busy. I still haven't seen Spider Man. I'm just like yeah. Every, everything well, you, you with everything with Watchtower is just so so incredibly busy right now. So I just have very very little free time, and I've been using my free time like you know. Being a dad and stuff, all that, what? All that boring that. stuff. Nice. Cooking, I'm, I'm making nachos right now as we speak for these little bastards. Like, nachos. <laughs> Come on over, Sarah. Come on over, nachos. Drunk and latent, or Roy. I was gonna ask when you moved to Layton. Jeez. <laughs> Um, no, but same, I, uh, same difference, really, if it's north of Salt Lake City. That's true. It's as far as uh, Taika, Taika Waititi goes, he is... Um, uh, Thor Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel same. film. I, and it's, it's, not, it's not because of Taika. I mean, it's because of Taika, but it's not just because I'm such a huge fan of him. No, it's a good but, movie. Uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of what, what he did with that. And I just, I don't know... I, it, it kind of combines all of my favorite things like science fiction and superheroes and um, the comedy's on point, but the action's on point too. And it's just like, it's one of, out of all the Marvel films, I think Ragnarok is one of the most beautifully cinematic films Thor of, Ragnarok of has all of them. Like, I'm in a bad fucking mood and I need to laugh movie. It's a neat, yeah, but it, and it's just like visually, it is so pretty. Compared, mm-hmm. I, like, I think it's the... Plus, mm-hmm. I want to be Valkyrie. <laughs> I got to see her in person at, in Sundance, but I didn't. Uh, front door. I didn't get to meet her. I just saw her. I didn't uh, get to meet her. Well, we saw we saw her She's girlfriend sing when she was on tour. Uh-huh. Who's uh, her girlfriend? Uh, Janelle Monae. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that he did the voice of Korg. Yeah. 
Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. So, ha are, have you guys all seen any of Taika's other films? I was just I'm trying to look at see I have not. I'm a horrible human being, too. I haven't. No, you're not a horrible human being. I, because I, this, I love this. I love introducing people to to movies and directors and stuff. So, uh, all of you guys and, and listeners and anyone that, that like, if you like Thor Ragnarok, that it very much has Taika's fingerprint on it. It's still a Marvel movie through and through, but if you like the, the kind of comedy and um, and things that were in that film, then um, I would say start with maybe like Eagle versus Shark. Eagle versus Shark. Really good one. Eagle that. versus Shark is a really good one. Um, I haven't seen uh, it, but you recommend it like a million times to me, and I just yeah. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is a more recent one that he that he did that was phenomenal. Um, Boy is a is a very that one's sad and heart feel, uh, heartwarming, but also very sad. Says he, uh, says he wrote funny. I am determined to eat. We are going to get him on this show if it fucking killed me. <laughs> well, we don't want that. We don't want it to kill you. Well, uh, apparently he he wrote and directed a couple episodes of the Flight of the Concords. Yes, too. yes. <laughs> well, so, so he and um, Jermaine Clement and Brett, uh, they they all those three come from the same comedy troupe. Oh, and the other guy that plays the manager. Um, well, yeah, they're name? all New Zealanders, right? They're, yeah, yeah. The, the those those four dudes, I think they all come from the same like improv group, and that's what uh -huh. how they came up, and that's why they're all friends. And so he, uh, you know, obviously he directed some some Flight of the Concord stuff uh, with awesome. the buddies. Hi guys, I'm reaching out to people. We're gonna get this shit done. We're gonna get Taika Waititi on the show if it fucking kills me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. God damn it. Okay, but that that episode has to be recorded at Watchtower. He has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. At Watchtower, and Tui, you have to fucking be there. I will. You have to I, be it, on. It's my, it's my shop. I have to be there. Right? <laughs> He'll probably be there anyways. <laughs> I will be there, mopping and cleaning. You're not a janitor anymore. I am a janitor. Give us an update as to what's 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 going on. What, what? What was the question you cut out? What's going on with the shop? I mean, we have updates, right? Do we have updates? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, nothing super exciting, but um, permits were like some of the permits were approved to start building, and so the new the new location is uh, stuff is happening in there. Walls are going up, and people are banging hammers. And, um, can I bring flying. my hammer? Do I need to bring a hammer to break things? <laughs> no, no, we're building things, Sarah. We're okay. building. But yeah, um, so at this point, we just kind of like need to get approval stuff from the, the city and the health department and, and all that fun stuff. But it's it's happening. Um, probably in the next. We're, we're guessing like the next three to six months. That's kind of the, the guesstimate number that we'll be nice. moving into the new place. So Yeet. we'll have a big, huge party and and um, all you guys can come on and check out the new spot. I'm excited. We're all excited. Yeah. I am too. I am too. Um, okay. Yeah. Hey, so. so now that we've actually talked about all the, the not fun the funny stuff we're gonna talk about the not funny stuff yeah 
And this is Sheena's idea, so you can blame her. Yep, my fault. Taking it heavy again. Because oh, I do that. Fault. That's what I'm We're gonna at. talk for the next few minutes, 30 minutes or so, about mental health and parenting. I think it's important, mm. though. Uh, it's been very important, especially the last few months and the last year. I think we've all been dealing with, with mental health issues. I mean, I'm pretty open about my anxiety and depression. I've always tried to do that because what would Carrie Fisher do? You talk about the shit going on. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, but, but this, is, this is really your idea. So come, let's talk about what you're thinking. Sorry, you cut out again. Mike's oh, I'm loud. sorry. <laughs> so let's talk about where, where, where did you want to to begin this conversation? No, I just think it's uh, it's something I kind of wanted. Is everybody there still? Yep. yep. Oh, okay, good. Sorry, the little dots weren't moving, and I'm like, is no one breathing? <laughs> uh, sorry. So anyway, it's something I wanted to kind of touch on because I feel like there's a lot of parents out there that kind of need to understand that they're probably not the only people dealing with stuff like this, where mm -hmm. like I, I myself, just for example, I have three children and I, and I know that that's something I kind of wanted to touch on too, is that my story is kind of odd and, and, you know, I, I see the look in people's faces when I say, oh, yeah, I have three kids. And they're like, oh, really? And how old are they? And what are their names? And I'll tell them some things about them. And then and then stuff will come out like that my oldest daughter lives with my parents or that my son was placed up for adoption. And it's a lot to say in, like, one fail swoop. You know, people, mm -hmm. they just give me this face like, oh, you know, they give me that kind of pity face. And it's it's understandable. It can be kind of rough sometimes, but it's just something that I think that I don't I don't often get the opportunity to kind of be because I am an advocate for bipolar and I am an advocate for for mental health and and I like to spread awareness for that and Carrie Fisher was very big into that as well speaking on that note and and one of the reasons why she was also another one of those deaths in the in the community that was really hard for me because she was such a beacon of you know all of that stuff and so I um I had gone through, I mean, I've gone through several breakups, but nothing quite like the one that I experienced a few years ago. And it uh, it can still even a, a few years later be hard to talk about, but I'm, I'm definitely in a better place now due to some treatments I had last mm. year to kind of talk on that. But it did, it, it affected my parenting and my ability to be a good mom and to actually be present for my child in a huge way. And I feel like it's, I feel like it's important to talk about those things, I guess. Mm -hmm. so, so for sure. Actually, like I, I circle with being a parent almost every day. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it, it's probably a combination of, and this might be a not safe for work therapy episode, so everybody get prepared. Um, it might be a combination of dealing with depression and anxiety, and then I also have a child who deals with severe anxiety and ADHD and disruptive mood disorder. I always find myself wondering if I'm and and that deals specifically into the mental health issues as, as, 
anxiety, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Can anybody, I mean, Sheena, you probably, you can probably speak to that quite a bit. Yeah, I, I have. I Where I feel like, because I, I was in such a deep place, um, I was having so, suicidal ideations. I've been a self-harmer since I was 13 years old, so that was... Yep. That relapse was happening um, probably more than ever. And then to top it all off, uh, I had dealt with a, a death in the family like a year prior to this person leaving my life. And then I lost his kids too because they, you know, obviously I'm not going to be a part of their life anymore because they're his children. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he moved on and got married very quickly outside of the relationship and everything. And then of course there's also to top that off my daughter's grief because she lost what she saw as siblings in her life that were there for three years and and uh as well as her grandmother a year prior to him leaving and so it's just with so much and even one of my best friends um you know I've kind of lost touch with now because of all of that and it's just a lot to pile on and so I had these treatments and I went through that whole process and I feel like my anxiety has even gotten a little bit worse. And so my patience levels are not anywhere. I didn't have great patients to begin with. And now that I've had this therapy sessions that I had, I think my patience has even gotten less. Like I, I just really? don't have, yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. I, I, I am very happy that I, that I've regained that like desire to live, that I've regained my will. And I, and I want to be here for my children, even if they don't live with me, you know, but uh, but I have to say, like, my quality in parenting, I, I question it all the time. And it's because I feel like I'm constantly just like snapping at my kid or or his kid, my my boyfriend's daughter. Or, you know, I feel like I'm what's the word? Uh, I feel like I'm lecturing or I'm do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like I'm yelling at them all the time. And it's just because my patience levels are so low. I completely get that because. So I, and at the beginning of this year, I was signed up for a class about, I was signed up for a parenting class. It was supposed to last a few weeks. And I just like, I was too fucking tired to go at seven 30 in the evening to this hour long class. Yeah. So I just can't do it anymore. So I, I've got the book, but um, my biggest issue with Lily is her emotions are so big that I find mm-hmm. myself closing myself off mm-hmm. if that makes sense and like i just i love her to death yeah but when her emotions get big it gets so much that they make me anxious mm-hmm. i often find myself closing myself off and thinking i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to do this i can't deal with this i can't yeah. i love you but this is too much for me even mm-hmm. to handle yep I had one um, of those moments the other day when I messaged all of you guys and I was talking yeah. about how I couldn't stop crying because she had pushed me beyond this line of like yeah. where I punched a desk. Like, I, like yeah. I'm like, it's it's better that I punch the desk, right? But it's just, yeah. I don't and, ever break. And I don't ever I muted like you that. because you were being a little bit noisy, but you could unmute yourself and give us your feedback as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tui, are you still there? Sorry, I didn't even realize that I was on mute. I'm sorry, I muted you because it was a little. He's been talking this whole time. I know. I like. I was like, why doesn't anybody listen to me? You have have more kids than any of us, and I'm sure you've experienced that anxiety of 
Not feeling like you can deal with your kids at any given moment? It's a lot. And um, there's a lot of guilt involved mm -hmm. with being yep. a parent of any number of kids. And um, every time, and I've, I, I'm a very, I am a very patient person. Uh, and I have lost my patience to the point of um, complete, like, loss of control, like full, full sit, like full Kylo, mm -hmm. where I just kind of lose it on, on my kids because like, I just can't believe that they're doing this thing that I told them a hundred times not to do. And like, not why don't you do. use your brain? And like, I, and I've said things to them that I am still like, when it's still, when I think about some of the things that I've said in, in anger, that I don't really mean, it's uh, really hard to think about. Very, very difficult to like think about and imagine myself saying those things, and, um, and I, okay. feel, I hold a lot of guilt. Yeah, just that phrase in itself that you said, uh, you know, why don't you use your brain? I have physically said those words to both of the children that live here currently. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend's like, why don't you think before you do things? Or like, yeah. you're being dumb. And I and I immediately think to myself, like, how could I say something like that yeah. to him? So, so it here's doesn't know any better, you know. So Lily yeah. brought two friends in today. And I... But they, she brought them in. I'm like, okay, you guys can chill out in the living room. I'm going to go to my bedroom and let you guys just hang out and chill and play games. And they were being really loud. And I'm like, can you guys please shut the fuck? Mm -hmm. And I stopped myself. I'm like, can you please not be as loud as you guys are being? Because you're really, you're really fucking loud. And I didn't say that. But I'm like. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to lose my shit. I'm like, Lily, if you guys don't lower your voices, I'm going to ask your friends to go home. But inside, I'm going, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Poo -poo. You know, and I think, I think we need to acknowledge that as parents, we're human. Mm -hmm. And as humans, we make a lot of goddamn mistakes. Yeah. And a lot of it, like for me, for me, it's more anxiety than it is depression for me. And the noise makes me anxious mm -hmm. with kids. And, yeah. and like Lily... Kids are noisy. Kids yes. are noisy. They just are. They just are. There's no they way are. around it. And, and my boyfriend Lily loves those goddamn YouTube videos that are loud. Yes. And, and yes. like they do like the weird like Elsa is screaming and Anna is screaming. And I'm like, I can't deal with this. I'm like, Lily, I can't. You need to turn this off. Yeah. Well, my anxiety is the exact same way, and I have, like, my I love my boyfriend's daughter. She's the cutest little thing, and I've, I think I've mentioned this before, but she does not stop moving. She does not stop talking. It's, like, constant, and she will narrate things. Everything. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, she could be off in the corner playing his desktop computer and we'll be watching something on TV and she'll be back there just like, well, I'm going to take this and I'm going to put this here and I'm going to do this. And she'll just be like going through every single movement she that's, makes. Here's the thing is I think that's part of, I'm going to call it YouTube culture. She very much wants to be a, a YouTuber. YouTuber. That's yeah, what really is. Also, like hey guys, today we're doing this and I'm going to yes. do this and we're going to do this. And I'm like, shut the hell up. Yeah, and and cares. 
his daughter would be perfect for it. I'll tell you that right, right now. And I almost feel like we need to get that started immediately so that mm -hmm. she can get it out of her system almost because she drives me up a wall with it. Exactly. He's like, he knows how to like tune it out because he's lived with her doing it. And not to mention he's the sole cause of it because he watches exactly. those YouTube shows. And, and, I, and I'm responsible. Like my mom flat out said to me today, I can't stand those YouTube videos. I tell Lily to go downstairs and watch him because I don't want to watch him. <laughs> like, yeah. well, that doesn't help. Just so, that, so she can watch him. That's kind of what I told Nothing him. turns me into a, a grumpy old man chasing kids off my lawn faster mm -hmm. than uh, watching YouTubers. <laughs> I just don't get, like, I'm like, you're overacting. Like, hey, less is more. Settle mm -hmm. down. Like, you're, you're overacting too much. Just yeah. calm down and, like, scale it back a little bit. But that Tell is actually, me, don't show me with your hands. <laughs> but that is actually why I really enjoy Dan TDM because not only is he pleasant to listen to because he's got that accent and everything, but he's he's not over the top very often. Like yeah. every now and then he'll do like a zoom in of his face when he's making a reaction or something. But for the most part, he's very mild as far as YouTubers for children to watch. He's and here's the thing: there are YouTubers. I swear it's like all. all they're all the, these YouTubers went to the, the Disney uh, Channel School for Acting. Right. Oh, yeah. No, they did. Yes, absolutely. I, there are a, a couple of YouTubers that I will watch without any issue. I love, there's a channel called Cupquake, which is a woman probably a little bit younger than me, but she, she does gaming, and I love to watch her. I love to watch another channel called FGTV, Family Gaming TV. Um. But then there's these videos where like people they just read you Disney videos and they're just screaming and being dumb and I'm like Lily this is bullshit like I can't mm -hmm. yeah let's go watch yep. the cat VR sorter video again with Cupquake because I don't care if she pointing buttholes off of cats she's a lot calmer oh, yeah. than this, this is what while we're, while we're venting about YouTubers that we hate the one thing I, another one that I hate is like um, the these um, staged uh staged videos were like you know catching my girlfriend cheating on me mm -hmm. or yeah. were like i'm gonna i don't know it's just kind of like getting no. upset or mad at somebody and it's like oh my god this is no, so fake that i could stage, just this is ridiculous. Videos, like, like lily watches these videos where like they're tracking the hacker oh yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah. like lily this is fake <laughs> no mom it's real no lily this is uh, fake. The hacker isn't real this is fake. Yeah. Drives me insane and just ramps up my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Jocelyn, you've been pretty quiet. Yeah. She's YouTubing. I'm, I'm not, actually. I'm such a great mom that my kid just watches YouTube on her phone with her headphones on, so I don't ever hear any of it. It's great. Brilliant. <laughs> That is genius. <laughs> it's really probably not great because I know what's on YouTube, but I also know my kid, and she's really good about what, telling me if something is inappropriate. Yeah, so, that's kind of how Billy, my, here's your thing. Billy is really good at telling me if something is inappropriate, but then she'll say it herself. All right, question, yeah. parenting question. Do any of you um, allow your kids to have their own YouTube accounts? No. No, but that's Because I don't either, like... That's my what my daughter wanted to, yeah. and I was like, no, stay yeah. with Not the comments. Yet. So I, I really, still feel like a seven-year-old really, is too young. Yeah. yeah, Lily's turning seven in like 
less than a week. Yeah. No, no, she uses my YouTube account so I can see everything she's watching. I mean, <laughs> I, have, I have four teenagers and one, yeah. like my youngest, who is, you know, Princess Deadpool is 11. Mm -hmm. um, a little harder. Well, no, she's 12. Um, no, she's 11. <laughs> she's 11. Um, she, sorry, I have five. That I know yes, of. No, you have 56. <laughs> you know of. That I know of, he says. According um, to Johnny, you have 56. 56, yeah. I mean, it depends on, like, the math and the dates, but there's a whole, <laughs> there's a formula and a calculation. I have five. Officially. Okay. On officially. paper. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, like, she, my youngest is um, not quite a teenager. She's in their tween years. And so it's harder to... I'm like, mm, I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Still, like, go, I, I let them watch. Like you can, I, I, I am very liberal with what I let my kids yeah. watch as far as yeah. movies. And cause yeah. I'm of the philosophy that, um, one, we have as a society and as parents, I feel like we've, we've gotten com like way conservative compared to when I was a kid mm -hmm. as far as like the rating system and what's appropriate oh, and what people let, let their kids watch like I when really I was young Poltergeist when she was in Texas mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm like is that like a rated R movie now and I'm like oh no it's PG I'm like that yeah, 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 yeah. motherfuckers and like I feel like even even like uh you know liberal parents are super conservative about what they let their kids watch. And that's not my place to judge. I'm like, that's no, fine. No, that's I don't not care. Yeah. Just, I'm just talking about like my own, I, I still, I'm still kind of old school. And I, I have the philosophy that my mom kind of did, which mm -hmm. is, I don't think that this is going to really screw you up that much. Like, I don't think a movie. I just want to know I mean, there's, Yeah, I want to know, because there are some things that I want to talk about. I like, I'm fine with you watching it. I just want to have a discussion. Like Sheena and I were kind of talking about, um, 13 reasons why yeah and you you guys remember we all had that that episode when that came yeah. out and everything and so um we you know i watched that with my kids and then we had discussions about it as it was going and then when it finished then we had you know had a parent teacher or a, yeah not parent teacher a parent and um a parent teenager meet up at watchtower so that we could all like kind of talk oh, about yeah. it yeah um, I, know, I know that like the rates of suicide kind of went up under yep. as far as that yep. and i think that a big problem is that there's so many people that are afraid of it that they just don't talk about it and and yeah. i think that that's a problem if we don't talk about mental health issues if we don't talk about what's actually going on in the real world and the news well, and I think that that's actually something I can I can make a point on as far as my own mental health struggles go and the fact that I am a self-harmer and I've had that problem for a long time and sometimes you just can't hide it. Like, I'm not going to not wear shorts just because I have scars all over my legs. I would much rather be able to wear those shorts and just let my kid know, like, you know, your mommy has some problems and this happens sometimes and it's happened in the past and I've well, done it, you know what I mean? Like, and explain things to her. Yeah. And I flat out told my mom, like a few weeks, a few months ago when I was getting more of my tattoos, she's like, I don't, I just don't get why you get these tattoos. And I'm like, you want to know why I get tattoos? It's because it prevents me from cutting my fucking arms. Well, and for the most part, it can, it can do that 
for me. Fortunately, I still have moments where it's just not, you know, it's, it's just not the same. And it's not as, yeah. I, you know, I, it's like having a, a vape rather than a cigarette for some people. You know, it's not the same satisfaction, but it, it definitely gets you by. And not to mention, like, if I wanted to self harm, I could do that for free just fine. But with tattoos, <laughs> Like, like I have I have these beautiful tattoos on my arm because I don't want to ruin them. Yeah. And I, I actually talked to my tattoo artist at length about this where I told her like if anything we just need to cover my body faster because the more art that I have, the less I want to do anything. Exactly. So exactly. it's definitely a good alternative as far as that stuff goes. But but again I just as far as the open communication goes, I wanted to make a point of that because my daughter saw me going through everything that's going through and she didn't understand some of it right but i feel like she's better off and she knows how to deal with me and i have to tell you my eight-year-old is one of the most comforting and sensitive human beings and i think it has everything to do with me talking to her about everything that i was going through and like trying to go through this weight loss because my weight has definitely been a big part of my depression and and in turn i eat my feelings all the time and i ate mine today so don't feel too bad uh, and I, I do it all the time but she she's cute because if i go to the gym or if i go to boxing or if i go do something that's productive like that i'll you know get showered afterwards and get ready and stuff and she'll be like mom you look so skinny mm -hmm. it's the cutest thing because obviously i'm like i didn't lose any weight today i just went to yeah. the gym to try to help that along but she's cute because she knows that that's something that is positive and that it's it's going to help me in the long run you know she's very exactly the positive activities exactly yeah. So and the it, moral of the story is your kids are going to love you no matter who the hell you are. Right. No matter and you're not going to screw are. them up as bad as you think you are. No. Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As long For as you're the most part. And, and they will say things like, I hate you. And uh, A lot. if you weren't my mom, Repeatedly. I wish you were my dad. But they don't mean it. They yeah. don't mean it. You don't love me. Why don't you let me do this? You hate me. Mm hmm. Yeah. If I hated you, I would let you do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, there's always that line, too, where you have to make them understand that there's things we don't allow them to do because mm -hmm. we have to protect them, much like watching bad YouTube videos or something. <laughs> or you just let them watch, you the, watch the bad YouTube videos. From the terrible Disney exaggerated acting that mm -hmm. can exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. all right guys well we've been going at this for an hour i'm sure we have more to talk about but let's wrap it up for the night uh you want to sign us off first yeah uh i forgot my sign oh come oh, on yeah. man because i said so <laughs> Tina. if you can't stand the heat stay out of hell's kitchen Ooh. Well, and I had a, uh, a kind of on-the-spot one last time that turned out to be the title of the episode, but I, I've discovered a new sign-off, and it's I Drink Coffee for Your Protection. <laughs> and I am so famous in certain circles. <laughs> and I'm going to stop recording. Yes, stop recording.
Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars.